I'm Natalia, and welcome to Gen Impact, a podcast of the Aptos Community Youth Program made by youth, where we discuss relevant topics impacting the lives of young people today. On today's episode, we continue our Youth in Dialogue series with a conversation with our Gen Impact team on the topic of growing up. Welcome, everybody, to our conversation today. So to start us off, um, how about we all go around and say our dream college or career? Uh, I'm Natalia, and I think my dream career is something in environmental studies or environmental sciences and maybe business. Uh, I'm Zola, and my dream career is to be a teacher. I'm Gia, and my dream college is UCSC. I'm Liam, and my dream career would be architectural engineer. So obviously school is a big part of growing up, and as you grow up, I think school gains more importance in your life and your future and everything that you've worked for, and a big part of that is grades. So what, how, do, how do you guys feel about that and how it impacts your school life? Yeah, I think grades are definitely a really important part to growing up, at least for me. And I know that a lot of people don't really, like, I think in the younger years, they don't really, they're just trying to, like, have fun and not really always worrying about grades too much, which is which is definitely good not to, like, have your whole world revolve around grades. But I think with, like, um, going to school, like, going to colleges, applying for them, it definitely gets more serious. And, like, it's good to worry about them. <laughs> I also feel like there's such a pressure, and not, like, to, like, put pressure on grades, but I feel like when I was younger, it was always like, oh, like, a B is really good. But now it's like, oh, if you don't have all A's, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's always been very, like, okay, like, A's, B's, and C's are, like, passing, and that's good. But then it's like you get to high school, and it's like, you need above a 4.0. Like, if you're going to apply to a college, you want above a 4.0. And I feel like it also really depends on how you grew up and how your, like, family dynamic was and how they felt about grades. Because, like, growing up, my grandma was pretty, like, she was pretty strict about grades. Not necessarily that she'd be, like, disappointed if I didn't get, like, an A. But I was I just grew up with the mentality that, like, in the motivation to myself that if I didn't get an A, that was, like, bad. And so I feel like now in high school, especially with grades, it's, it's like, a big thing, you know, just for me. Because I feel like that's kind of what I've been taught and what I've, like, followed since I was younger. Yeah, I agree. I think I definitely just grew up with that. Like, no one really told me, like, you have to get all A's. But it's just, like, I think because now with – I think I used to think if you had all A's, like, you were – you can go to a really good college. But now it's, like, a lot of people get all A's, and it's – you have to make yourself, like, more competitive. It's not even all about grades, which I think was definitely, like, an eye-opener for me because I was like, oh, I have to do a lot more than just keep them up and do better. I think that's a really good transition into balancing and, you know, colleges and how colleges aren't necessarily just looking for grades, but keeping up, like, stellar grades plus all these extra curriculars. I think it's also, like, kind of unhealthy to prioritize grades, like, a lot and make it, like, like that's you're basically your whole life depends on it. Yeah, I feel like growing up, I remember like going home and like sitting at the table and I had like a C on my history in like third grade and I lost my mind because I was like, I'm not going to make it into my dream college. And I was like in third grade. So it was like, 
like, what college did I even want to go to? You know, like, I was, like, probably not even, I wasn't even 10 yet. But it's, like, that that need to, like, do well in school as you grow up and, like, continue to do well in school. So, like, you know, like, you may get A's and B's when you're younger, but are you going to keep it up? You know, like, is that going to go all the way to college? Are you going to continue to do that? And especially, yeah, with the good grades and then balancing everything else, like sports and the responsibility, like, especially being on team sports takes on. It's like you make so many big commitments and, you know, you obviously school is important, but you also start seeing those things as like the same level of importance. Like this season, I couldn't miss a game, like just if I had like a missing assignment, like I'd have to go to the game and then make up the assignment later, even if it meant I was staying up really late, you know, or if, you know, I wasn't getting that much sleep or just, you know, I was tired in the morning. It didn't really matter. It's just like the balancing. I feel like, especially when you take on extracurriculars, grades, this is just like, it's such a, such a big thing to put effort on. Like a lot of people even put it like above their health, like mentally and physically, like just to succeed, which I think is really serious. But I feel like, I'm not gonna ever really stop that like I'm more so just gonna keep putting that first yeah I think that sports are definitely really like important for a lot of people um and with just like getting good grades it's kind of hard to maintain because I think a lot of times you can miss school for if you had to go to a game and it can be hard to make up that depending on what class you missed but I think yes balancing um sports and school can be really difficult especially since it can look also good for colleges to have so many sports but then also have good grades yeah I feel well I don't do any sports so I I've never felt that struggle but I felt the struggle of like do I put my grades in my school over my family like do I put my grades over like my friends like all the time I want to go hang out with people and I'm like oh but I have an assignment due oh but that's gonna ruin my grade if I don't get it in and then it like gets to the point of like oh, well, you know, I could do it later. Like, do I do I take that step? Do I, like, put my family over my grades or do I put them under my grades? Because they're the people who care about my grades the most, you know? So it's like, oh, we're all going to do a family outing, but, like, I have a project due tomorrow. So it's, like, the pressure of, like, from your family, even though they never say it, like, you should have straight A's and they're going to be disappointed if you don't have straight A's, but it's, like, they still want you to do all these things and be involved in all these things and, like, go to meetings to, like, maybe get into college or, like, sacrifice your own time where you want to do things where you have those things that you have to, like, do for school. So it's, like, balancing your, like, almost work life and your actual home life and your friends and personal life. Personally, I don't put grades first. I put other priorities first, like family and what I actually like to do. Um, but I think that's mainly because I grew up in a family where, like, I'm, like, okay if I don't, like, go to a perfect school, and I'm, like, stable, so I don't prioritize grades that much. I think it's definitely good to, um, not completely prioritize grades and have time for family, but that's also, like, the pressure of, like, maintaining both of those and being with your family but also having the good grades and constantly keeping it up. There's a lot of pressure with that. Yeah, and then, like, more on, like, growing up, like, with the pressure of, like, after college, you, like, actually become an adult. Like, you're going to have to go live on your own. You're going to have to deal with, like, paying for your own things. You're going to have to, like, get insurance. Like, 
the pressure of like living on your own and knowing that you have to get to that point one day. Like I can't imagine myself sitting down and like, oh, that was a long day of work, time to do taxes. Like <laughs> I, I'm not ready for that. Like I can't even imagine like I'm a sophomore in high school. Like what I'm eventually going to be sitting down and not even that far from right now. I'll be sitting down doing adult things that I thought I would never do. Also, I feel like in school, like it's such a big part of our lives and they don't even like prepare us for that. Like they don't prepare us to be adults. They just prepare us to like know how to do like multiplication, like history. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're just preparing us to go to college and be ready for college. But then like what's after that? Like, what do I do? Or even, like, what's during college. Like, I feel like the like the money and, like, the economic pressure that is really just not talked about enough. I know we have these presentations in school on how to pay for college and, you know, all these scholarships, but scholarships are truly so limited and it's such a competitive environment. And, you know, obviously people, like, some different people who go to these, like, really prestigious colleges or just, like, colleges in general, like, and don't have a problem paying for it and normally are like pretty financially like supported and like well off and then they've had like these better opportunities to like further their education and like you know like like follow their passions and they have all these like experiences that not everybody can have and I don't even ex know how you know college is so expensive these days how do they even expect us to pay like these hundreds of thousands of dollars and you know that we'll later have in debt, or it's it's just a lot to think about, especially since I don't even have a job right now. It's like I'm gonna have a job and it's gonna pay me minimum wage, but even if I work every single day of the week for the rest of my high school career, that's not even gonna cover a fraction of the cost. And you know, obviously I have my parents supporting me, which I'm so thankful for, and I have savings, but it's still it, it's so it's so much. It's it barely even covers a fraction, which is really scary to think about because, you know, my parents were always talking about how, oh, like, student debt, like, you know, it's like, it's it's a long road. And it's like, well, I don't know if I want to go down that road. Yeah, and I totally get that because, like, it's all about what you're born with and what support you have in your life. Like, if you're born into a family where you don't have that support and they don't have that money for college for you, how are you going to pay that? How are you going to get, a, like, enough scholarships to fulfill the money to, like, get to a place where you want to go? And, like, I'm lucky to have that support, but I know people that don't have that support, you know? And, like, I mean, once you get there, what do you do? Like, how do you pay off that debt? And even if you do have that support, colleges are so expensive these days that, like, it's an in-and-out situation. Like, get there, get the degree for the career that you want to do, and then after that, continue to work for almost the rest of your life, you know? And then it's also with, because ex college is so expensive, making sure you choose the right, like, um... Thing you want to like study into and what you want to get your a degree in and making sure that you like that money goes to good use and you're not just spending it and obviously everybody wants to follow their dreams in college and go on to study you know their dream job and their passion projects but then as you start like getting closer to actually applying at least for me like the thought has crossed my mind but will that dream job pay the bills like will that dream job help me pay off my student debt or should I go and you know that's why earlier when we were talking about like our these careers that we want to have you know like I really have a passion about like the environment and like wanting to go into study like something maybe marine based but should I also double major in business because that can be a source of good income 
like if I take it seriously and like really work hard in it. I feel like, you know, especially just as we're approaching these applications as, you know, as sophomores, it's, it's, it starts becoming more real that I have to think about like not just what I want to do later in life, but if that will give me enough money to live the lifestyle that I want or even just a, a lifestyle where I can fulfill my basic needs. And I like totally relate to that because, you know, I want to be a teacher and teachers are paid not enough. You know, like they do so much for community and they do so much to like educate people, but they're not paid enough to do what they do. And so it's like, how am I going to support that? You know, and like, especially because I want to go to UCSE and I I want to like become a teacher through all that stuff. What jobs do I have to get to support myself in that dream career? And like, how am I going to support a family with that career? And I think I've heard a lot more recently, like kind of in our generation that teachers haven't been getting as much respect as they used to. And it just like hurts to see because I just, I don't understand how people can treat others like that especially when they're older and it's just they're trying to help you for the most part. I know a lot of teachers are trying to help the students. Yeah, like my mom's a teacher and it's hard because, you know, like that's my dad's a realtor, my mom's a teacher, so he doesn't have a paycheck that comes in every month and he does still support the family, but she has a paycheck that comes in every month and that's like what you have to like count on. So it's like if you're growing up and you're, you know, wanting to start a family and you want to have a dream job that doesn't pay you enough, how do you support that dream job while also supporting your dream of like having a family or if you don't have a family how do you support yourself with that dream job is like really rough. I also think that this is um, a good segue into just talking about one of our talking points um, social media and how you know you know we all have it and we all see these influencers who are like in their 20s like fresh out of college like just engaged following their passions with a huge house and going on all these vacations or you know and obviously there are a lot of different stereotypes and things that you see on social media that you know it just seems like everybody has the perfect life but especially like now when I like see those videos I'm like how did they get there how do they have the money for that like are like behind the scenes, are they like drowning in student in student debt? Like, it's just it's crazy to think how like I want to get to where they are someday, but I feel like it's so romanticized like their lives, and like you don't really know what happens behind the scenes, and that's just like a lot of social media and the kind of the not pressure, but the hmm. standards. Yeah, that come with it. Yeah, there's like the standards of like not only a life you have to live or like at what points in your life you should be doing certain things like okay graduate college by this time get a solid job by this time it's just like the standard of like what the American life you should be living is like and I mean that's not new that's been happening for a really long time but now there's like you know on top of that there's all the beauty standards and what you should look like and like what you should dress like what you should be doing as an adult instead of just like you know, living the life that you want to live. And I also feel like social media, like, even if you're entirely comfortable with how you look and, like, how you're doing in your life, you also have, like, this pressure of all these people, and you never see a person on social media who's doing that bad. Like, they're always doing bad to doing good. Like, they're they're making the pipeline. They're making their way up to doing good, and they always reach it, you know? I feel like we don't see struggle enough, and we don't see the people that don't feel good about themselves and they're they're okay with that or people who 
feel like they're not the ideal image and they still think that they are beautiful or that they're handsome or that they're pretty or whatever because you see so much of like this is what you should look like this is what you should be eating this is what you should be doing this is how you should go to college this is what you should do in college this is what you should study this is what you should do where like I just feel like I want to lead my own life and I feel like I always go on social media or you know even like five seconds on TikTok you see somebody who's like leading this ideal life like it could be anybody and it could be somebody who's just like you leading a life that you don't want to lead, but it seems so perfect that you don't want to, like, mess yours up doing something else. I think a lot of that, like, them being able to go out and lead such, I don't know, have the lives that people, a lot of people, like, covet, I guess, is has to do with, like, how they grew up. And I think I've seen, like, a lot of them just don't have as much support, like, a big family, so they're able to go and, like, move out and, like, travel the world I guess and I think like I want to be able to travel the world when I'm older but it's not something that I would trade my family for I guess since I've grown up with them and I've gotten so used to them being around it's like it just doesn't seem in the cards yeah I agree it's all about like privilege like what what you're granted and what support you have in your family like if you have a big family how are you supposed to leave that like I I want to become a teacher and I want to live in the place that we do now because I have so much failing here because I have so many memories here that I I like it here because of that and like the privilege that I've been granted to be able to do that is a whole different thing so like do like looking on social media and seeing all these people who like go and they travel every year and they they have the money and they have the privilege to go do those things and like even if I did have that would I want necessarily to be married by what like all these people are getting married to like very, very young, like straight out of college getting married or in college getting married and like moving in and settling in and like having their own house by this age where like when you talk to an adult in your life, you ask them those questions and they're like, no, like, of course I wasn't out doing all these things. Like I was in college or I was learning how to transition into adult life where like you look on the internet and we're all addicted to our phones. We really are. So like if you look on the internet for more than five seconds, you see something that's like, oh yeah, well, I want to do that, but I can't. Or I don't really want to, but I want to be the ideal image or I want to become that person in a way. Yeah, and I think with what you said about being like addicted to our phones, it's definitely real. Like, I know a lot of people are like, no, we're not addicted. But it's like not necessarily like, you don't really notice because it's around us all the time. Like, every place has some sort of technology now because it's just like, more convenient it's become it's made our lives like a lot easier definitely but it's like I know a lot of people and even with me like if I don't just like have my phone in front of me or just like around me I'm just like oh where is it like where did it go I don't know it's just like being but I feel like definitely if we didn't have our phones we would be so much more productive for sure yeah and I want to touch on TikTok because that's like huge because I still have it I can't get rid of it I I actually enjoy watching it and, like, being on it, and I know that's unhealthy. Like, I'll go home, and instead of doing homework, sorry, sometimes I will, but, like, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll scroll through TikTok, or I'll see something on TikTok, and I want to do that instead. And I know you deleted TikTok because you got out of the system, but, like, I I seriously can't break break the system because I I love doing it, and it's hard to give that up. Yeah, I had realized, like, for a couple weeks that I was really just going home and getting on my phone for two to three hours at a time, just sitting at my desk. 
doing nothing. I had my workout in front of me, and I was just maybe I'd write a sentence or two, and then I'd go back on it to reward myself. And it's just like I realized that I really just to be able to work and get the work I needed to do, I needed to delete it. But it really, I don't know how much it helped. I think it did help. It's helped a little, but now I'm just going to YouTube and Netflix, so I don't know. Yeah, it's like the constant cycle of being like, oh, I got my work done, so I can go on my phone for a little bit, and then you go on for like two hours, and then you come back and you're like, okay, well, I got the next question done. Like, let's go on my phone for a bit. Because it's, it's just endless knowledge, and it, it gets the algorithm that you like, and you're on it forever, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it was just like I'd notice the time go by, or I'd be scrolling, and I'd notice, oh, it's only been like 15 minutes. I'll give myself a minute or two, and then I just keep going constantly. Because I'd be like, oh, it's six right now. If I start in like 30 minutes, I'll be done by like eight or nine. And then it'd get to like eight, and I'm like, oh, I'll finish it in an hour. It's okay. And it just continued to go for sure. And like, I kind of want to segue that into COVID because I feel like COVID is exactly what that did that to me. Because I feel like before I, I had a phone or I had something to go on the internet with, and I was never on it. I was on it maybe a couple hours a day at most, but then it'd be like COVID came around and it's like, what are you gonna do? Go on a walk? Like a lot of people didn't have that option. So you just sat in bed and you watched shows or you binged something or you were on TikTok or you were on YouTube. So it's just like what COVID did to all of us with being addicted to our phones is crazy. I also think COVID like led people to be more educationally behind because of the access to screens and like what we had access to. Like we were in school, but there was other things we could do that we were more interested in, like go on TikTok or watch YouTube or watch Netflix. Yeah, of course there's like an educational regression. Like everybody I feel like is two steps behind. Like people I know are like falling so behind, like because you had all that time to do all these things and usually you're in person or you have a teacher who's willing to talk to you and be there for you, but there was never that one-on-one support in COVID because maybe you grew up with a family that maybe either spoke another language or just didn't know the subject and they couldn't help you with that. There was just no ability because they don't know it. Yeah, and I think definitely a lot for the students who really need that support and need to be in person to really like learn and understand, it was definitely a lot harder for them to be able to like grasp what they needed to learn. And for the next years, for when we finally were able to come back in person, it was just definitely like there was a there was a pause in education. I think also like with the access to like screens and social media, people were forced to like grow up faster. Like they because they were just overexposed to more things. Yeah, I feel like there was such a, a stop and people also were forced to grow older because like, you know, what we were all like seven. Not when COVID hit, but you know, like we were seven and like all you care about is what's your favorite animal or what's your favorite color. And now I like have cousins who are seven and they're like worried about their appearance because they were on social media so much during COVID or like they're worried about crazy other things like their clothes. I was not worried about my clothes. I was wearing the worst clothes ever, but I was happy. So it's like everybody's forced to grow up so much. And like these kids that are like really, really young is thinking about these things that I haven't even thought of now. Yeah, definitely. I think even when I was, when we came back from COVID to going in person, like we were in eighth grade 
I was looking around and I was seeing people my age and they already looked like they were in high school. And I was like aware of it. Like I was like, oh wow, these are different. These are, I've never seen like, I don't know. I just didn't really recognize that they were the same grade as me. Cause I had seen them. I left when we were in sixth grade and no one was really like into that. Like it was more the fashion for sure. Like the style, the makeup. So I think people definitely, cause we're able to see how people like what's cool and what's trendy and how people can dress. Yeah, and I feel like not only was that like a fashion thing, but that was like a personal connection. Like you went away in like sixth grade for two years and like the people that you were probably closest with, you barely knew them. Like now it's a whole different person. They're dressing different, they talk different. They, you know, it's like sometimes they reached out to different people throughout COVID and now you don't know this person at all. And it's, you come back and it's like, I remember walking back into the school in like eighth grade and everybody looked different. I almost didn't know people's names because I hadn't seen them in what, like two years. So there was like no personal connection. Like I felt like I couldn't even talk to my best friend because it was like, I didn't even know who he was anymore. And I think bouncing off of um, the idea that we were talking about a little bit earlier about how everybody was just forced to grow up. I feel like now I see, um, like when I go back to the junior high school, I see all these seventh and eighth graders and they look like they could be freshmen in high school. And I know that I did not look like that when I was in my seventh like grade year of junior high. I, it's crazy how I feel like the pandemic, like I think about how people would look and like act and behave if the pandemic had like never hit. Like would seventh graders still be, I don't know, kind of almost representative of how we were in seventh grade or like how would, would they be as just like mature kind of or like more grown up? I think that they would. I think with how technology has come, I don't think it was all COVID because we are stuck. I think either way, like people, like the teens, the preteens would be on their phones anyway and they would see like just social media. And I think COVID gave people like time to really like learn what they liked and their style. So when we came out of it, people were like, they were comfortable with what they were for the, for the most part. I think it definitely gave people like time to learn about themselves and just how they wanted to like express themselves. Yeah, and definitely through COVID, you had all that access to like different media and all this new stuff was coming out to the point where it was like all these new trends were being made. And so it's you have to follow along with that or you have to do that because then you're popular, then you look cooler. And obviously when you're in the seventh grade, that's all you want to do, be trendy, be popular, look cooler. But we didn't. I mean, I didn't have a phone in seventh grade, so I wasn't concerned. I think also, like, just looking at my brother, like, in sixth grade, like, when I was in sixth grade, I was not like that. Like, it's just such a big difference. Like, looking back at, like, grades you were in and, like, seeing the difference. And I think even now, because from, like, adults, I hear a lot that they're like, oh, that was, I wasn't like that in middle school. But now that it's, like, only, like, a couple years, like, difference, seeing the difference between only a couple years is really it's really interesting yeah and I guess it's not only our generation but it's all the ones before us because sure COVID did have a crazy impact on like how fast people grew up and and how people felt that they had to be but I also feel like you know you heard adults say that to us all the time when we were little like oh we didn't do that in middle school or I didn't act like that when I was your age because I guess the world just you know it changes and you change with it so all these trends continue to happen and they've been happening since humans existed. Yeah, and I think definitely with now, 
like social media trends are changing all the time and with adults it was like oh like yeah I didn't like as you were saying like I didn't have that when I was your age but now it's like we're their age we're relatively like seventh graders like we're in that age range and we're like oh like we have that now but it's like they have it when they're younger and they're like growing up with it so it's like not really anything new you know like they're just like that's how they they've always had the world like access to things like that and it's just they're able to grow up faster for sure because we're already we're teenagers and we have that but they're like younger and they also have that they have access and I feel like the the weird thing is like my dad will always tell me he'll be like yeah as you grow older like everybody will like start to look like so young like it's kind of weird because on one hand I feel like everybody looks so much older and more mature but even looking like it's I feel like I also can see the opposite like looking at the freshmen I think like is that what we looked like as freshmen? Like, did we look that young? Like, it's, I know, I know we're only sophomores and it's like, but it's still like, I feel like everybody looks older and younger at the same time. And I don't know, maybe it's that they look older, but they act younger. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like such a weird, um, like feeling and like thing to like experience firsthand, like visually. And I don't know if this is like a really, really stupid metaphor, but I always think of it like when you have little siblings and like your parents tell you, oh, you can't have that till you're older. And then you finally hit that age and then you get the thing that you've wanted for so long. And then all of a sudden your little sibling gets it way younger than you had it. So then they start acting different because they get things that you didn't get at that age. And, you know, everybody sees that if they have a little sibling. And I feel like that's so similar to what we saw with COVID where it's like, oh, well, I couldn't have a phone till eighth grade, but... Now that they have access to social media too, there was no point in that because all the same trends go through your iPad or through any technology that you have. Yeah, and from social media, we've been able to like get a lot of information about problems all around the world and we're, where we live. Like with climate change, I think when I was in COVID and I had access to that, I was able to see a lot more than I had like really ever known. Like I wasn't really aware that these problems were so serious and severe that they were like happening in real time right now. Yeah, and when I was little, I was never allowed to watch the news. Like I had a lot of anxiety growing up, so it was always like, oh, the news is playing Zola, go in a different room. And I'd be like, okay. But now it's like, I see it on my phone if I even open my phone. So it's like I'm suddenly experiencing and seeing all these things that I never even knew about, like global warming or like even the price of things too is a huge issue because like as you're growing up and you're worried about like getting a house and stuff like that, sorry I didn't buy a house in like 2008 because that's when houses were, were, were cheap and like that's when people bought houses and then it just spiked from there. So, you know, there's no chance to like get that same thing back or, or the issue of like actually having to buy things with your own money. And, you know, my parents, especially, like, you know, my dad and stuff, always, like, talk to me about the news and, you know, how, like, the more, the aspects of it that aren't so positive, like, inflation, like you were saying, and, you know, obviously prices are going up and they fall back down, but then they rise back up again, but it's not, like, minimum wage is getting any higher. Like, there's nothing to combat that rise that will, like, help, help me. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get paid more just because gas prices are going up, like, you're still in such like a deep hole. And then, you know, I, I love this area. I love Santa Cruz. And I, I would like to live here, but I mean, I think I'd have to live in like a shack, like so far away from the beach because 
the prices of everything are so insanely high. Like, I think the only way I would actually be able to, like, live here, like, unless I establish myself and I'm, like, 40 years old is with my, like, parents. Like, I'd probably just have to live with them for, like, forever because, you know, as you were saying, like, they bought a house here a long time ago. You know, they were, they've been able to, like, compete with these, like, inflating prices. And, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of wild to think about. And yeah, minimum wage is not getting any higher. So it's like, oh, here's a house that's going to cost you 20 years of working to get. And the house that you want or the house that maybe even your grandpa had like years ago, you're not going to get because it's way too expensive. And even if you work on minimum wage, you're never going to get it. Yeah, I think definitely with the issues of wondering how you're going to pay for somewhere to live, it's like scary for right now and for me. But it's also when I grow up and if I want to have children, like, Am I really going to bring them into a world where they have to worry about that? Where it's probably going to be even more like of a problem later if we don't solve it now. Yeah, and I feel like our generation, because of social media, like we were talking about earlier, we're so aware of all these new issues because we get them in real time. We're going to be able to combat that stuff. And I feel like once Gen Z has its place like politically and is able to vote and stuff, I feel like we're more aware of these issues And not to say that other generations aren't, but that our generation kind of has this ability to see it all and look at it all. So we want to combat that and we want to fight for future generations. Yeah, I think definitely this awareness that we've taken on as as a whole of this like younger generation, I think it gives us more of a fighting chance to make this like just a better place for us to live like economically, socially, environmentally. I think obviously it's not it's not some easy task to just like fix, but I think just because of the resources that we've been given and how we have taken advantage of them in the positive ways, um, that we can combat these issues over time. And I think the generations of the future can too. Yeah, and even while we're all, how we were going on about technology and how we can be addicted, but it's also brought, like it's opened a lot of our eyes to how there are a lot of different social issues in the world. While it, not all the time it's like for educational purposes, it's definitely give us, given us, yeah, a bigger, lots of opportunities to see and understand how we could help just like the world or just any issues. And I definitely feel like our generation is combating that and future generations will combat that. But I know so many adults who want to help and who want to, you know, be a part of fighting for like these issues and all that kind of stuff. So... I feel like the way that many people could help is just not only by making themselves educated, by going online, by finding these things out, but maybe even talking to, like, somebody younger in your life and seeing what they care about or what issues do you care about that you want to look into. Anyways, that wraps up our podcast episode. Thank you for listening, and be sure to stay tuned for more Youth in Dialogue.